My name is Brianna, and I welcome you to the Tales of Adventure, a D&D podcast like no other. Silent Teach was a minotaur that I created uh, when I first started playing D&D. I would say before the official minotaur race was created and it was still a playtest material race. Back then they were sort of known as sailors and also known as sea travelers and very nice and kind people. You know, contrary to what most minotaur are known for in many other medias. So I kind of just took the minotaur muscle, made him fat, gave him a little beer belly, made him jolly, and made him, you know, just so ecstatic to be around, to, you know, find people, have a good time, so that way I could just blend in with the party nice and good without causing too much conflict, aside from his chronic stupidity. As for stuff that I do, my name is Milkshots. I kind of been trying to do... Uh, D&D animated stories. I have one on YouTube. It's um, under the name List. It was a kobold story. It's not often I see a minotaur drinking alone at a bar. What brings you here? Oh, well, uh, by myself. Uh, well, I'm not by myself. I'll, <laughs> I'll have you know I have a crew of 20 men waiting for me. They're just not at, not a, in the bar. They're at the ship. I'm a pirate. I'll have you know my name is Fallon Teach. Ah, oh, pirate. And which ship is yours? Uh, you know, the one made of wood. <laughs> I know it's impressive. How long have you been a pirate? Oh, I've been a pirate for almost as long as I can remember. I remember my first words, yo-ho-ho, and I can certainly vouch for that on my mother. That's very interesting, and what brings you here of all places? Oh, you know, alcohol, booze, my favorite things in life, aside from, of course, gold. He pulls out some coins out of his pocket. Oh, yes, gold, how you shimmer and shine. Quite the fascination you have there. I recommend not showing off too much. There's some people here who would take all your gold before you realize they were in the room. Oh, yeah, I would like to see them try. I'll have you know this mass isn't for show. Slaps his belly, kind of. I'll be able to take anyone down who dare challenges me. That is something I would love to see. Well, maybe we can go and find a fight joint later. And I can truly show you what a Minotaur is capable of. (sighs) Flexes oddly. So, what are some of the places you've traveled? Oh, I've traveled to a little place called Barovia. I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's somewhat of a cursed land. I've been in there, and I survived the worst of the worst, let me tell you. A witch selling pastries is not something for you to trust. How did you end up in Barovia? Of all places. Uh, oh, um, you know, uh, my ship got sank at the, you know, the edge of the coast, and so I had to wander and see if I could find a shipwright to fix it. But uh, sadly, to no luck, instead I wandered into mist. <laughs> 
you know how that happens. You get your ship crashed and you end up in a whole other country. It's not normally how that goes, but then again, things with Perovia can be odd. Oh yes, very odd, very odd. Just as odd as that Patrick fellow I met down there. What all happened to you in Perovia and how did you get out of there? Let me tell you, I went through all sorts of conquests. I traveled across the land to go collect some grapeyard and get these gemstones to help them recruit their farm. And of course, the day was saved thanks to me. And afterwards, the farm was set ablaze because also thanks to me because of these wood creatures that rose up. And I just said, you know, what's the best thing to fight wood? Fire. Fire. Fire, that's right, fire. It's also not good for crops. You see, hindsight is twenty twenty, and mine is not. But on the second part of Barovia, I would certainly say the most astounding part was when I just suddenly flew, almost flew off the ground, hitting at, I don't know, five miles an hour, when I just enraged at the top of a hill surrounded by gravestones i flew up to a foe who sat upon the hill and swung at him with my axe and take him down with one hard swing and what was he uh a human (laughs) but he was a barbarian human let me tell you that he was angry oh you just chopped him in half with one swing. Uh, uh, precisely. That just shows how strong these puppies are. Proceeds to kiss his biceps. <laughs> Her eyebrows just still raised. <laughs> <laughs> Did you run into Strahd while you were there? Uh, you see, that's kind of the weird story part. I, uh, Strahd, uh, Okay, I, I don't exactly remember how I got out of Barovia. If I'm being honest, I kind of went on a drinking fiasco after we received, well, by received, of course, I mean stole. I stole some tankards of wine from the vineyard before it burned down. And after chugging them by myself, I kind of blacked out. And after that, everything is a blur. That's one way to get out of Barovia. Oh, I certainly agree. Although I probably lost track of that girl I was supposed to protect. What was her name? Uh... uh, Whatever, it's not important. Usually people have to kill Strahd to get out of there. Well, I guess I just got myself lucky then. Either that or someone else killed him, freeing everyone. Heck, for all I know, I killed him in my sleep. He is really tough, so I would love to see how that would work. How about I show you real quick? He stands up and kind of picks up a barrel with one finger. Oh, behold, the mighty strength of the Minotaur. I'm pretty sure that barrel's empty. You may be right, but that's besides the point. You lost track of the girl you were supposed to protect. Who charged you with protecting her? Oh, some old fuddle-duddy from the town in the beginning. He kind of wanted, said, Oh, Strahd wants her. You must protect her with your life. And I was like, yeah, yeah, old man, so long as you got gold for me. But of course, after I passed out, I lost track. And I don't know what happened to her, but I was no longer in Barovia. 
Oh, I hope Stradat didn't get there. That's usually not good for anyone, especially the girl. Well, I mean, hey, you so what? You win some, you lose some. You can't be a hero for everything. Oh, tell me about some of the times you won some. Hmm. One, one, one. He spe- he spends like a solid twenty seconds just staring into the into the abyss of nothingness, just thinking. Pinching the bridge of her nose. Yeah, just like mm, when, when, when did I win? I don't remember when I won. I'll have another round here. Ah, <laughs> uh, wait, I recall now. There was this one time when I was working for this merchant who somewhat got lost. Right? Okay. After following the tracks of how to get the merchant back after the escort mission that was supposed to happen but it wasn't really an escort because we weren't with him for whatever reason we found this abandoned house and after going through it and all the trials and tribulations it had in the back room there were two men they were harassing a kobold and let me tell you what I saw was truly despicable they were feeding him a whole cake a little kobold a whole entire cake, force-fed. And I just said, hey, I can't let that happen. So I told the kobold, kobold, you must share. Share to relinquish your pain. However, the kobold ignored me and ate the whole cake. And so, of course, I grabbed my mighty great axe and I swung it down and cut the kobold in half. I have an interesting approach to everything. Do, do, do you up every problem you meet in half? The axe? Well, um, I, you see, it's easier to solve problems that don't, you know, fight back, so yes. That's one way to go about things, and do you often travel alone, or do you adventure with others? Oh, no, no, I'm always with company. <laughs> my crew, you know, they uh, follow by my side. I am a great pirate, after all. You know, I have my, uh, my right hand, my left hand. Uh, the poop deck swabber? Yeah. Oh, naturally, great pirates such as yourself would never travel truly alone. Of course. But what about when you're on land? When you're adventuring there? When I'm on land, I take I let fate take its take the winds and allow myself to meet new friends to join my crew. And whoever decides to join along with me on the adventure can come, of course. But if none, if none come and I travel by myself, they will always be in my heart. So you do sometimes travel alone? Yes, sometimes. Rarely. So who are some of the people you've traveled with in the past? So let me tell you about this amazing fellow I had met when I was in Barovia. Uh, they were a little uh, druid. You know, you those people that turn into animals. I know it's a shocker. But they, they were my right hand the whole time I was there. They yelled, Dallin, you can do it. Dallin, I believe in you, Dallin. You're so great, Captain. And I was like, I know. So of course, you know, as we went through, I protected them with every inch of my life until, of course, my life was at stake. Then I immediately ran to the corners. But that's besides the point. One time 
with this said friend, we pulled off such an amazing combination. They turned into a war horse. I got upon, cracking their spine a little bit, but that's besides the point. We charged into battle. Under my hefty weight, I leapt off of their back, also breaking their spine a little bit more, but immediately began battle from the sky as I fell down with my mighty axe. And so we all took down the entire werewolf gang together. That is the power of teamwork. Took on the entire gang of werewolves? Were they attacking people? Uh, yes, they were eating people. I heard about the werewolves attacking these parts for a while, but then again, I don't always hear everything that happens. Uh, it'd be a real shocker. You know, sometimes things just go under the grapevine and just down to the roots. Not sure that's how that metaphor works, but I think I get what you mean. Oh yeah, I I am the master of metaphors. Don't you worry. Oh, where did you get your ship that you're currently sailing in? Oh, um, I got it from my my clan, my tribe, uh, back when I was uh, with my family. You see, Minotaurs are very seaworthy people. We love sailing, setting sail and uh, hoisting up our sails and traveling across the ocean. So, of course, I had my mammy and pappy. I mean, uh, I earned every penny, every copper coin, every silver coin to pay for the wood made of that boat and hired the best of the best to build it. It's odd, because I've traveled with other Venators, and usually their ships have a unique design to them. I didn't notice anything like that out in the docks. Um, well, uh, you see, I, I have an enchantment. Yes, an enchantment on it. You see, by the activation of a simple word, I can bring it to vision. It is simply an invisible enchantment. Amazing for when you're trying to get by enemy grounds in the ocean. Well, no such enchantments exist. I'm just, it's interesting watching you come up with more and more stories to explain things. Uh, I'm just full of stories, let me tell you. Uh, uh, from the tip of my horn to the bottom of my hooves, I have tales to tell all day long. I have no doubt. My main question is, is which ones of them are actually true? Are you question Talon? I'll have you know, Talon doesn't lie. I am a minotaur, and minotaurs stay true to their words. I'm sure you, and you will at some point, but I also know there's no invisible ship at the docks. Uh, so anyway, how are you doing? I'm rather entertained. Usually I'm offended when people lie to me, but no, it's a, I, I find it entertaining. Uh, uh, thank you. Uh, uh, not a lie. But anyways, this ale is amazing. You really should try it. So do you ever plan to get a ship of your own? Uh, I, 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 uh, uh, I, yes, uh, I'll buy another ship, a better ship. A ship even grander, as amazing as us Minotaurs are, there's always someone better. Meaning I can always find a better ship. What happened with the first one? Uh, it, it crashed. You got from your family. It, it, I, 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 I sank it by accident when it hit. 
a kraken, and then the kraken was not happy. You ran your ship into a kraken? Well, you see, I was kind of low on crew. So my mentality at the point was, hey, the ship, it has a point at the end. So it's kind of like a giant spear. So if I ram it into the kraken, surely it will die. And I can tell you, I was wrong. Yes, but that would have been... Uh, I imagine you did a fair amount of damage. It's just I don't recommend using your boat against a kraken. Well, you live and you learn, and I can certainly say I learned. I learned a lot. And how did you survive being eaten by a kraken? Well, you see, the kraken, it wasn't hungry. It was just pissed off because I rammed my boat into it. But... Anyways, uh, since it didn't bother to eat me, I floated on a piece of giant wood all the way to shore. Luckily, I lived and I survived off of the coconuts that grew off the shore. Oh, so count yourself lucky. Most people don't survive krakens without killing them. Uh, yes, I would imagine that. I suppose it's simply destiny. Or f luck or fate. Probably fate. Of course. The gods just have a plan for me. I know it. Um, we have something for everyone. So let me tell you a tale of one time when I was at sea. A battle between pirate captains. It was me, Dallin Teach, versus Brownbeard. Brownbeard gave me a dirty look with his eye, which is weird because he had none. But... I knew he wanted to challenge me, so I circled my ship around his. I told my crew, man the cannons, as they all readied and loaded it up, and battle was soon to start. Cannonballs flew across the sea, attacking one another. Our ship took damage, their ship took damage. I attacked his hull, he attacked my hull, and soon time was running out. If we kept going at it, both of our ships would sink, and there would be no winner. So I said, fuck it. I grabbed a rope from the top of my mast and swung over to his side with my brooding muscles. <clears throat> but as soon as I landed, they surrounded me, and I knew there was only one thing I had to do. And go into a frenzy. I raged into a massive salata, swinging my weapon around hitting with sheer accuracy every time. However, of course, with this accuracy came, I didn't watch my back, so they also hit me back. I kept swinging, one after another, taking down his crewmates, as soon followed shortly my crew, and we took over the ship one by one, and soon it was me versus Brownbeard. Of course, I was confident. I am a... What can I say? A gifted pirate. I have the gifts of the sea, he says as he begins to crackle lightning in his palm. I looked at Brownbeard and said, Brownbeard, surrender now. If you, if you give up, I'll let you join my crew and we'll take all your belongings and take it to my ship and we can head off. However, of course, Brownbeard wasn't one to agree. So we fought. Difference between me and Brownbeard... Brownbeard actually knew how to use magic. So he was casting spells left and right. I was lost and confused because I had no idea what he was doing. What was shillelagh? What was fairy fire? I have no clue, and to this day, I still don't. But 
Eventually, we both whittled each other down. His peg leg was broken. My shirt was torn in half and my muscles were cut and bleeding. And of course, my horn was primed and ready. As soon as he let his guard down with a panting breath, I charged at him with both of my horns and impaled him, impaled as I stabbed right into his chest. And that was the day I won the fight of Gulliver Bay. So that was a true story. I heard about that. I didn't believe it. Oh, uh, you see, sometimes, no matter how outrageous the story, sometimes it's just true. Especially if it's from me, Dallin Teach. Oh, looks like a Poseidon five gold. I don't know. He still owes me money, too. Well, I can certainly say you won't be getting your money. <laughs> do you? Why do you say that? Well, I can certainly say being left penniless, I doubt he'll have your money anytime soon. Oh, no, he. Brownbeard does, is not the one that owes me money. Oh. It's Poseidon. He's a different person. Although he is going to find it hilarious that someone got him confused with Brownbeard. Oh. Well. I wish you luck on that endeavor. If you could get me some money, I'll appreciate it too. Trying to save up to buy a new ship? Of course, of course, you uh, you know. This sack isn't just for show. It's full of goodies and coins and jewels. And how many of those goodies are actually worth stuff? Probably 25%. Better than some people get. (laughs) What do you plan on doing once you actually have a ship again? Oh, I already have a game plan set. Once I obtain my ship, I shall set sail, set sail once again to claim these seas as mine and claim myself to be an almighty pirate to rule the lands. I shall conquer anyone who stands in my way. If any kingdom dare try to stop my trade of piracy, they shall be met with the horns. You have quite the large dreams. It's also interesting to see how a pirate who rules the seas would rule the lands as well. Well, you know, the sea is a very vital thing to people on land. It's a very important uh, trading route. So if I control the sea, I control their trading route. So I control their luxuries and I control their coin. That makes a lot of sense, actually. I know. I thought about it for a long time. <laughs> Just be glad this world doesn't have airships. Oh, Jesus. If I... Mm. Well, I guess I'll just have to rule the air and the sea if it did. <laughs> that I would love to see. And do you still have a crew or have they all left? Uh, of Since course. Since you... Bend your ship into a kraken. Uh, of course I still have a crew, many loyal to me, and of course, as someone as friendly and admirable, and of course as handsome as me, I met many new friends along the way who are more than willing to join my crew. Of course, to join my crew, you have to sign a contract that says, all of your gold belongs to me, and if you want money, you must ask before you get the money from Dallin Teach. Yeah, it's a that. 
may want to adjust the contract a bit. Make it so people actually have incentive to want to join your crew other than being pirates. Well, uh, uh, being with the strongest pirate on the sea, I say it would be plenty of incentive. <laughs> uh. Some people prefer to travel with a pirate who lets them keep most of their money. You see, I'm just keeping it as a safeguard, you see? <laughs> if, if they want money, they, they, they can have some money. And how is that working out for you so far? Well, I don't have a ship yet, but I will tell you, I have five crewmates. Total of five. Huh? It's good progress. Thank you. Thank you. Our ships aren't big enough to need more than five, so you totally make that work. Yes, yes, definitely. Although I aim for big. The bigger the ship, the better. As I said before, I wish you luck with that. It'll be interesting to see what you do whenever you do get your ship. Oh, I'm sure when I get my ship, you'll hear of what I do. Dallin Teach knows no limits. He cannot be restrained. He gets up and grabs a stool. He shall know what it is to rule the seas and conquer all money, ale, women, money. He but proceeds to break the stool on the table. That's one way to get kicked out of a bar. Oh, don't worry, they let me do it all the time. Bet the local carpenters love you then. Just keep some, uh, most of them in business if you're breaking stools that often. Oh, definitely. I, I keep the money circulating. It's true. She just slides straight the gold that she stole from his pocket when he wasn't looking across to that barkeep to pay for the stool. God damn it, where's my D20? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> She's really sneaky. Okay. My gold. Well, I'm sure as long as you don't get too power hungry, we shouldn't have any issues. Oh, no. I would, I, I would never be power hungry, because I'll be fed all the time. <laughs> she just holds up her hand and it casually catches fire. She's like, I recommend not trying to take over any worlds while I'm gone. Oh. Uh. Count, you can count on it. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. I find it's better to get your fame and fortune by being a hero and saving people than trying to strike fear in everyone's heart. I'm not striking fear. I'm simply making rules. Uh, that's, uh, that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Also, I help people. I help people plenty. Of course, when there's a fat reward in it, but I help. Like this one time, I helped an old lady retrieve a lost and old mushroom from a cave. And, but to say the least, I ate the mushroom and I got super high. Yeah, you have to be careful eating mushrooms. Yes, if there's one thing I regret, it's eating that mushroom. Also, I imagine she was upset that you ate the mushroom instead of giving it to her. Oh, very. She was very upset. I never knew how hard a woman could hit with her bag. Sure, you won't be forgetting that lesson anytime soon. Of course not. It's basically engraved into me. I mean, literally, she left a scar of her bag into my shoulder. I was wondering what that came from. 
I mean, it came from a ferocious battle with a, a, a mammoth. Pretty sure those don't exist anymore, but you do tell some very entertaining stories. Are you sure you're not the bard? Oh. Uh, he looks into his journal and jots down some notes. Not yet, I'm not. <laughs> Bardbarian, the best build. Uh. Sounds terrifying. <laughs> Yes, nothing is more terrifying than someone that can go into a full rage and break you in half, but also just intimidate you with expertise and submission. What about someone who can assassinate you and then bring you back with holy, with divine magic? Uh, yes. Let's be careful with some paladins. You don't know where they started. Oh, I've met a few paladins in my day, and let me tell you, I may be able to summon lightning from the sea, but a paladin's uh, smite is uh, a lot more ferocious, I've noticed. It comes from the gods instead of the sea. The sea is a little temperamental when it comes to sharing. Well, that's not fair. You're more than welcome to see if you can try and tap into some of that power. I don't think any gods would accept me at this point. I'm pretty sure they could see the greed in my heart. And they're right, gods. They might be willing. Mm. But then that means I have to do... Ugh, research. Ugh. You might also need to do research to get a decent ship. Damn it. Why is everything so hard? Read this, read that, look into this, look into that. Why can't it just be punch? Because if it was that easy, everyone would do it. Uh, fine. Sounds like you have quite a bit to think on, my friend. Why don't we get another round and I can see if I can help point you into the right direction. So long as you're buying, alright. I guess you could say I'm buying. Mm, excellent. Another round! Slides another one of the gold she stole from his pocket across the table. Mmm, shiny. Tales of Adventure is directed and produced by me, Brianna Toiber, as part of Pseudonym Social, a creative podcast network. The music is by Patrick Chester of Chester Studios. To see more of his work, visit his website at chesterstudios.net. Find out more about Pseudonym Social by visiting our website at pseudonymsocial.wordpress.com. If you like what I'm doing and would like to support this podcast, please go to patreon.com slash pseudonymsocial and choose one of the tiers connected to Tales of Adventure. You can also leave a review on iTunes to make our show easier to find for those who need it.
Welcome, travelers. Seems like you're looking for a story. Well, I got one for you. It involves adventure, friendship, and all hey, sorts hey, of... Hey, uh, Earl, why don't you tell him about that time I stole that big-ass melon? Yeah, yeah, I, I was going for more Or you epic. could tell him about the time I kicked her ass, Earl. I wouldn't ever tell him Do I need to get time. my ref gear on? Okay, everyone, shut up. Now come with me as I tell you a story from afar. Hey everybody, my name's David. I'm the DM for From Afar Podcast. A From Afar Podcast is all about four friends separated by distance, brought together by adventure. Hope you all stop by and give us a listen. Thanks.